Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hey guys, welcome back to the Believe in Everything Ole Miss podcast. Today I'm joined by Kelby and James, Ole Miss students and sports editors with the Daily Mississippian, and we are breaking down everything you should know about tailgating this football season. Late last week, tailgating in the Grove, along with all other game day activities, were banned for this upcoming fall football season by Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves. At a press conference last Thursday, Governor Reeves discussed his executive order, saying that there will be no game day social gatherings around stadiums, including rallies, parties, picnics, or tailgates. He added he knows, quote, it's no fun, but it's what allows the athletes to play. I'd still rather be in the SEC with no tailgates than the Pac-12 or Big Ten with no football. We can't just abandon athletes and culture. In just the few days since this announcement, many fans have already started arguing that banning tailgating is, in fact, abandoning Ole Miss's culture. So there's a lot to unpack here. Let's start off with, generally speaking, I feel like we can agree that we did see something like this coming. But do we think a full-on tailgating ban was necessary? Was there another option or was this the only option at this point? Well, I think that a lot of the culture and I guess you could say society here at Ole Miss is traditional and traditions. And so we like to stick to, you know, always have the walk of champions, always have, you know, the Grove and, you know, we never lose a party, that type of stuff. So I think it's been kind of like a shock really to everybody. I mean, personally, I saw that coming. I mean, with even with the laws now like that Tate Reeves has said um, you know only a certain amount of people can be together in in an apartment or just in general and so you get fined if there's too many people in one place here Um, I think that that was kind of bound to happen yeah I, I would say kind of kind of similarly when it comes to expecting this coming I would say when the, the Big Ten and the Pac-12 made their announcements that they were postponing their seasons to spring, the SEC had obviously an immense amount of pressure to do the same thing and decided not to and stick it out. With all the revenue that is at stake, they're in a position where they can't really turn back at this point. You know, they've kind of made a promise for a season and they're going to do everything they can to ensure that the season gets played or at least gets started. So whatever measures they're going to have to take, if that means banning tailgating, you know, that, that's probably 
the right thing to do because you see the case numbers, you know, rising at a lot of these SEC schools. Alabama has reported 560 cases of coronavirus and they haven't even been through a week of classes. Ole Miss, it's not as severe, but there's 102 reported cases right now among the students and faculty. There's already a sorority that's gone under quarantine. So it's becoming a, a huge problem about how you're going to deal with these outbreaks. And there's, there's even some on the football team already. So I think that the SEC is in a position where they've pretty much promised the season and now they're going to do everything they can to deliver. And if that means sacrificing the fan experience, it's what they're going to do. While the fan experience might take a hit this college football season, it certainly is in full swing with our partners over at Bet Online. From the NBA, MLB, and NHL, there are hundreds of odds to bet on each week, plus an online casino that never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. So James mentioned that classes at Ole Miss have started this week and students are back on campus. So what has the general reaction been like from the student body since all of this news broke? What have you guys been hearing? It's interesting to see how everybody's taking this. You have a group of people that, you know, are all for, yeah, like take away the tailgating for the safety of everybody. And then you have everybody else who don't really agree with it but it is interesting to just kind of hear what's going to happen. I, I know for a fact that there has been parties here. We haven't even been here for what more than a week and a half um, and school started yesterday so it's just I would say nobody's really wanting to take it seriously just from hearing the parties going on that went on last weekend, you know, and football season hasn't even started yet. So it's kind of inevitable that people are going to gather together to watch the games and do their own type of home gating, I guess you could say. So like I said earlier, there's been a lot of shock, I think, with with some of the students here that or were really excited for the football season. And now it's just kind of been taken away. Well, I'm not on campus right now, and um, I'm only going to go down if football season is going to be played. It's not going to. It's obviously not a normal semester. It's not a normal year. I think everyone's kind of understood that. I think when it comes to like the whole dilemma, there's there's kind of a, a split between you know, is it the university's responsibility or is it the student's responsibility? Like, how much can the university really do to prevent this, and then how much of it is put on the students? And I think in a lot of cases, like you can blame, you know, a lot of the shutdowns at some of these bigger universities like UNC potential shutdowns at schools like Penn State and Syracuse um, because of how the freshman class has been acting, you know, to an extent, you can say the university is trying to do the best they can to put policies in place so that people follow these guidelines. But at the end of the day, if, you know, if students aren't going to follow them, there's nothing the university can do about it. If we kind of go back to the tailgating conversation, the only thing the university can do is try to keep them away from the things that matter most to them, which in the case of Ole Miss, you know, the football team matters a lot. And I think that can't be understated. So do you guys think the conclusion that students are coming to now at this point with tailgating being taken away and such strong statements coming out from the governor and the university about prohibiting game day activities, is it we should really take this seriously and follow these restrictions? Or is the feeling more so trying to figure out a way around them and seeing it more as, a, as an inconvenience that the Grove isn't an option anymore? So everyone's trying to figure out what they can do instead where they can still tailgate and have their football season, but without getting in trouble. I feel like it's the latter of what you said. I feel like people are going to try and do as much as they can to get around it. I don't really see 
ever anyone taking it as serious. What about the Ole Miss football team? What has the reaction been like from players themselves? So we've had one senior player, Eli Johnson, opt out of the season. I think there was a little bit more to his story as far as his own personal family life involved with that. Um, his dad, he contracted the coronavirus earlier this year and got incredibly sick. So I think that really factored into Eli's decision to opt out of these, the season. And he's also, you know, he's already graduated Ole Miss. He's, he's eligible pretty much anywhere as a grad transfer if he does choose to pursue that option. But it's more likely than not, I think he's going to try to shoot for the NFL draft this upcoming year based on where he was ranked. And I guess kind of piggybacking off that, like the, the general impression among players is just that, you know, they're, they're doing everything in some regards, everything they can to try to prevent the spread. I mean, a lot of really interesting stuff has happened in regards to the culture here. Like, you know, the other day on Twitter, you had John Rice Plumley, you know, basically telling the Ole Miss student body not to party which is an interesting message coming from, you know, a quarterback at an SEC school who in the past would not lose a party. And, you know, Eli Manning and as well, like Eli Manning was a huge frat guy when he was at Ole Miss as well. So, you know, they're trying to use the athletes in a way to send a message. But I think in some regards, it's, it's backfiring based on the responses that these posts are getting on Twitter and things like that. So generally quarterbacks at, you know, these schools are not, are not known for, to, to be tame on parties. So it just creates an interesting dynamic that we haven't really seen before. It'll definitely be interesting as well to see what happens as the season gets closer. We're a little over a month out from Ole Miss's first game on September 26th against Florida. What are the chances we have some players opt out before then? Or do we think that everyone at this point is just going to stick with it and roll with it? And if they do, do we think that fans are going to see this season as really counting at all? I think it's it's potentially possible. Uh, there are some reports about some injuries and some coronavirus cases, and especially within the, the cornerbacks in the secondary. So I think it's possible that some of those guys could opt out. I think the bigger thing in terms of players' eligibility and stuff is the NCAA granted a blanket waiver so that basically this year doesn't count. Like So, for example, guys like John Rice Pumley and Matt Corral, who are both sophomores right now. Matt Corral's a redshirt sophomore. They could both, you know, hypothetically play this season and next season as sophomores. You know, that's that's definitely interesting. So one of the things that's going to be interesting in the, the coming weeks is going to be seeing if some of the transfers that Ole Miss has gotten in who would normally have to sit out are going to be given this year of eligibility because, you know, it's pretty much getting erased. So they'd be losing a year that didn't count, which doesn't really make a ton of sense. You know, they'd lose a year that doesn't count towards their eligibility. So allowing them to play would probably, you know, make sense under these these new NCAA rules. So, yeah, I mean, it's definitely hard to say. I, I personally think that Eli is probably going to be the only name to come out as opting out. And it would be interesting to see if anyone else decided to opt out for various reasons. But, you know, there's obviously a ton of problems with this new schedule. The SEC and the ACC and the Big 12 are all playing this fall. Does that mean they're going to play in the spring as well with the other two Power 5 conferences who plan to play in the spring? You know, does that really make sense? And that's actually, it's like a huge ask from these players, especially the guys who play you're more in the trenches, like your O-line, your D-line, your linebackers, your running backs. You know, those guys get seriously banged up during the season. And, you know, it's a lot of it's just wear and tear and fatigue. So obviously there's a lot of interesting stuff going on there. When in terms of the season counting, I think it's going to be the same thing in terms of the coronavirus in regards to all sports. It's going to be, there's going to be some type of, 
you know, asterisks. I don't know if that asterisk is going to be as much or mean as much for, you know, this football season, considering that the best conference is still playing and, you know, the second best conference is also still playing. So it's hard to say. 100% agree with that. And if the SEC does end up playing in the spring, you run into a huge problem. Even if the, you know, even if the Big Ten and the Pac-12 play in the spring, you run into a huge problem of that's when you might see a potential tons of opt-outs because that's right before the NFL draft. If you're a player who, even if regardless if you don't play the season, you're still going to be high up on teams' draft boards. Like, are you really going to want to risk playing spring football? And at least if it were me, I would be like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to play spring football because, you know, you're ruining my chance at a pro career. I mean, that's when I think we're going to see some huge problems with opting out. Well, hopefully we will be able to make it through this season in one piece with all of our players. But the next thing we have to tackle is who is actually going to be able to go to these games. In Governor Reese's executive order, he mandated that all games this season will be limited to 25% capacity, which is just about 16,000 fans for Ole Miss. The average attendance of home games at Vaught-Hemingway Stadium last year was triple that number at just over 48,000 attendees. Interestingly enough, in that same executive order, it is clearly written that while Vaught-Hemingway Stadium is limited to a 25% capacity as a whole, Club levels will function at 50% capacity inside with an additional 25% seating allotted for its outdoor seating areas, and private suites are also given a 50% capacity limit as well. As we know, club level seating and private suites are much more expensive and allow for maximum profit on a stadium's end. Ole Miss football offers the Field Club, Rebel Club, and South Club seats ranging from $1,350 to $2,350 annually per seat. For suites, Ole Miss has 30 West Suites at $20,000 a year and 58 South Suites for $45,000 a year. So this year, the stadium will be able to offer half this number, 44 suites in total, opposed to the normal 88. These seats cost thousands, oftentimes tens of thousands of dollars, and are able to operate at double or more of the overall capacity for the general public tickets, even more so than the student section. The reason for this is because since these club level and suite levels serve food and alcohol, they'll be able to operate at the same 50% capacity that bars and restaurants are granted in the state of Mississippi right now. Concession stands will be available to buy food and drinks from for the general bowl seat ticket holder, although they will be a grab-and-go style this year, but those attendees won't be offered the same 50% extension. Maybe because the average price of a regular ticket is around $45 and even less for students who normally pay $130 for entry to seven home games during a normal football season. So that's just around 20 bucks a ticket. So what do we think about this and how do we think that tickets are going to be distributed? Will it be students first, previous season ticket holders, Mississippi residents first, alumni first? The Ole Miss band alone is over 300 students who normally sit in the stands. So do they count towards that stadium capacity? Or will there even be a band this year if they don't really have an audience to play for? Who do we think is going to be allowed in the stadium this year? And how do we think the tickets are going to be distributed? We don't even know really about media being able to go because every press conference now, you know, you, we used to go sit and, and actually physically be there. Now it's all on Zoom. There's still a question of whether James and I will actually be able to go and physically be there. And then as far as we know, cheerleaders, Revelettes, um, and the band even, you know, they're still projected to be there. 
that is if some of the rebelettes don't spread the virus that they have already <laughs> on the squad. I mean, I know obviously students and everybody will, will have the opportunity to get tickets. I don't know how much we can, we can do really with just roughly 16,000 versus 60. I'm just going to come out and say it. They're going to give priority to the most expensive tickets. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's, it's going to, it's how the SEC is going to function. And I don't really blame them at the end of the day. The, you know, the SEC, SEC football is a huge moneymaker. Schools like LSU, Ole Miss, you know, the Bama, the, the big time, you know, schools with culture, like huge cultures around their football teams are projected to lose anywhere from 80 to a hundred million dollars uh, in revenue this year, not just in relation to the school, but like around town, like we did, a, we recently did an economic story on, on the DM and we talked to visit Oxford, which gave us some pretty alarming economic numbers, which is if, if there was a full cancellation of the season, the town of Oxford itself would lose about $70 million in revenue. Ticket sales alone were roughly 30 to 35 million. Basing it on how the SEC has been making decisions, I would say that it's going to, priority is going to go to people who are willing to pay. You guys mentioned the article that recently ran on the DM about the economic impact and inevitable devastation that this tailgating ban is really going to bring to the city. So we know that the city of Oxford obviously relies very heavily on sports season and football seasons in general to bring in families and alumni to town, many of whom spend a lot of time tailgating not only in the Grove, but on the square afterward at many of the bars and restaurants in town. When I was a student and game day came around, it was always my dad who came to Oxford for the weekend. So for me, I just had one person, but I had a ton of friends whose entire families would come in on game day. Their parents, grandparents, younger siblings, older siblings, neighbors, friends of family who didn't even have any ties to Ole Miss, but just wanted to come and experience tailgating there. There's no denying that it's such a huge part of what drives the town of Oxford. And without tailgating this year, there's going to be a significantly less amount of people visiting the school and the city, so a lot of businesses won't be able to bounce back from that. Have you guys been able to talk to some local business owners and see what they have to think about all of this? So we've talked to Rebel Rag's owner, and we've talked to um, the next-door neighbor, Bim Bam Burgers, both of the owners there. I can speak for the Bim Bam Burgers because I spoke with her and James could probably tell you a little bit more about what Terry Warren said. Erica Bargan, she she basically said, you know, football season is essential in Oxford. She said that businesses were already, you know, on the square, were already on the verge of going going out of business and that everybody here relies on your football, basketball, and baseball seasons to kind of get you the most revenue in. But I think local businesses here are struggling. They're struggling, I think, really, too, to hire people. Everything that could happen economically here is kind of staggering. This town, Oxford, Mississippi, revolves so much around an SEC Ole Miss football season. So regardless of whether or not it's 25% or, or whatever, it's going to suffer. The town will suffer, even COVID-related things, because there's only a certain capacity in restaurants. People have to wear masks, you know. They're already suffering with that. And then you add this no tailgating, which means, like you said, no alumni, no grandparents, no other people related to just the student alone. In terms of the stuff I talked about with Terry Warren and Rebel Rags, quite a predicament in a lot of ways. Um, you know, he's got stuff that's been back order. You know, he's has stuff coming in that he ordered years ago. You know, a lot of it was in preparation for a, a real football season where people are coming to tailgate with their entire families. And then every time someone walks through the door, with their whole family that's like eight or nine t-shirts you know eight or nine pieces of memorabilia that someone's going to buy and 
that helps him out significantly. And without that, he's definitely in a position where he's not sure what he's going to be do. You know, a lot of the times they've done like a lot of free t-shirts for things like baseball, basketball, and sometimes even football games. He still wants to do that, but he's not sure he's going to be in a place financially to be able to do that as like kind of a marketing thing anymore, or if it's going to be in the same capacity. And enrollment's down this year. A lot of people just didn't even go back to campus because they had no reason to. With, with their limited or without a football season, will the town of Oxford suffer? Yes. And it just revolves so much around the students being here, kind of like I've said. Just you think about, you know, me alone. I could bring my entire family up here for a game day weekend and that help out local businesses. So it's just, we're key, I think, here um, in many, many ways that tie socially, economically, in every aspect of the town of Oxford. The last thing I'd like to say about that in general is just a lot of these businesses have really slow summers. Ole Miss has a population, student population that roughly hovers around 20,000. And, you know, generally people aren't necessarily staying in Oxford over the summer. So, you know, the population of the town dips. So, yeah, they, they have really slow summers because there's not a ton of people in there. You know, they, they cater to a pretty specific demographic and they really rely on the fall and the spring to kind of bolster their business and kind of make up for the slow uh, summer. Yeah, hopefully these businesses that we love so much will be able to make it through this season because a lot of the times visiting some of these local businesses is such a huge part of tradition. Another tradition that we definitely can't overlook is the Walk of Champions, which, as we know, has been around since 1998, where the entire team, players and coaches alike, walks through the Grove two hours before every home game, a really special part of the football experience. There was some speculation that the team would do this anyway this year, even though there wouldn't be fans in the Grove to see it just because it's tradition, but it was recently announced that the Rebels won't be walking down the Walk of Champions this year at all. Do you guys think this was a good call, or do you think that the school should just go ahead and let the team do it anyway to keep that tradition alive? It's hard to tell, really. I, you know, I wasn't obviously a football player, but I was an athlete, and I couldn't imagine not having that audience there you know there's just something about being in front of the people and so when they're not there it's like I guess hard for me to be like yeah I want to do that I think that they should continue the tradition and I think it'll be something that again like obviously moments are popping up from this time of like kind of chaos you know people looking back on the 2020 Ole Miss Rebels seeing them walk the walk of champions with nobody around them I think would be something that would you know, shock a bunch of people in like, you know, five, 10 years from now. That's kind of what I would like to see. I totally agree with you. I think that they should definitely change this and give us some photos to see at least. We have to have something. Thank you guys so much for talking with me today about all of this. The DM Sports Vertical has really been producing such incredible work and keeping up with the changing nature of this situation. So thank you guys so much for that. I know it can be a really tough time right now. Would you guys want to touch on that? I would just hope that people can continue to support college papers in this time because I think a lot of papers are doing a lot of really good reporting. I know that I was really happy with the paper we put out this week. And, you know, I think obviously we're, we're, a, we're an industry that's kind of being affected by this all as, as well. So there's a lot of good reporting coming out of these college papers. You know, keep reading, keep supporting, you know, all that. Awesome. So thank you guys so much again. You can check out the Daily Mississippian at thedmonline.com for more Ole Miss football news. Thank you yeah, so thank you. much. That's everything that you guys need to know about tailgating at Ole Miss this football season. I will definitely keep you updated as the situation changes, and you guys can check back here every Thursday for more Ole Miss news. I'm your host, Jordan Dollinger, and I'll see you next week.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.